of the drive underway. Look what the cat drove you. Good to see you, Marcus. Glad to be here. Yeah. We started the regular time today. Yeah. I can, listen, I'll, I'm happy to explain. No, no, it's, no explanation it's, it's good needed. to see, like, I mean, that was a crafty move. Slithering in right at the top of the hour, you know that you now you have to do the top four. four oh, I but, had it ready, but, but it's. But you're in, you're in plenty of time for the uh, crumble cookies. I, I heard that as I was uh, pulling up. I'm, I, I'm okay with not having any. I'm I accept that punishment. I'm on to you. Uh, I love it when he preemptively accepts whatever punishment. I'm watching. Well, it's because I'm willing to accept punishment uh, for things yeah, that I've... makes me want to think up a worse punishment because you're okay with it. <laughs> you, he wants to see the claw marks on your back, Marcus. You got to show... Say, oh, you no, will be brought to not bear. Not the crumble cookies, please. No, he wants to see you grovel. He's sick. He's twisted. Is what it is. Number one. Lady Ball basketball tonight. Lady Vols uh, looking for a big SEC road win, playing Arkansas in Vietnam, Bud Walton Arena, 7 p.m. tip-off. And that one will be on the SEC Network. Courtney Lau on the call, former uh, Knoxville TV personality. So uh, looking forward to seeing if Kelly Harper can get things rolling. He had 10-2 in conference play, but – Certainly lacking in quality wins, I would say. Still Thank looking you. at Lawson? Do what? Still keeping an eye on Lawson? Keeping an eye. Keeping an eye on Kara. Keeping abreast of the situation, I would say. Number two, Kevin Love and the Cleveland Cavaliers have started discussions on a buyout. And the sides could come to separation terms during the All-Star break, according to ESPN. Love's been uh, with the Cavs nine seasons. Hard, hard to believe he's been there uh, for nine years. Yeah. Start, what a huge trade that was. Started with LeBron, helped yeah. him get that championship. Got that 2016 title, and uh, he's in the final year of a contract with a $31.2 million salary. Mm. Do you know what famous musician Kevin uh, Kevin Love is related to, Bear? Uh, Mike Love? Yep. From the Beach Boys? I think that's his uncle. Maybe. Not a whole lot of love lost between uh, some of those guys in the Beach Boys. Hate to see it. Number three, former NFL coach Ken Wisenhunt has joined Alabama's football staff as the special assistant to head coach Nick Saban. I believe that's Butch Jones's former position. It's critical. The Wiz. What's your favorite Ken Wisenhunt? Era memory, Marcus. Mm. Was was his the year that Mariota threw the touchdown pass to himself, or was that after him in the playoffs? I, I want to say that was Munchak. Okay, probably. But, mm. Wisenhunt was the Locker era, I, I believe. Yeah, it's true because then also a lot of Jake Locker football. He was the one being asked about you going to pick Winston or Mariota, like who would you rather have, and yeah. he was being very quiet and hush-hush about it. KG Ken Wisenhunt. Now he'll be uh, getting Saban suits pressed. See if that can get him back in the big time. Finally, number four, sad news from the baseball world today. Tim McCarver has passed away. Another piece of our childhood gone, Russ. 
You're a real man, Dion. You're a real man. It was always my big Tim McCarver memory. I don't remember him playing. I just remember him as the broadcaster and Deion Sanders dumping cold water on him in the locker room after the Braves won the National League at Pennant, I believe, in 1991. Excellent. That is the top four at four, brought to you this afternoon by the fine folks over at Linderman Sports Medicine. Check them out, folks. If you're having joint pain, some sort of sports injury that needs attention, perhaps you've got a doctor saying, ah, it's going to need surgery. You're going to get that shoulder repaired. You're going to get that knee replaced. Folks, stem cell therapy is the wave of the future. Professional athletes have been going to Zurich to get it done for years. I don't know if they actually go to Zurich. They go somewhere, maybe Mexico. But uh, finally, United States is catching up. Dr. Laura Linderman, her clinic in Memphis, is at the forefront of this leading technology. If you want to find out more about the Regenex procedures, the miracles of modern regenerative medicine, check out LindermanSportsMedicine.com. That's LindermanSportsMedicine.com. Dr. Laura Linderman, true VFL and a great supporter of all things Fan Run. And uh, people come from all over, man. Yeah, we got uh, advertisers from all over on Fan Run these days. And, you know, even if you are listening in East Tennessee, we got a lot of listeners in the mid-state, in the Memphis area, uh, for certain. You can go check her out. But, uh, you know, even if you're in the Carolinas or something and, and you're having these kinds of issues, isn't it worth doing a consultation with uh, Linderman Sports Medicine before you undergo a painful and risky surgery that might not work? Check out LindermanSportsMedicine.com. Be sure to tell them you heard us talking about it here on Fan Run Radio and get back in the game of life without going under the knife. Russell Bear Marcus with you this afternoon. It is The Drive here on Fan Run Radio, second hour of the program getting underway. If you want to join the festivities, got a couple lines available right now, 865-546-8200, 546-8200. Logan Quinton's going to jump in here with us and talk uh, Tennessee baseball as the balls get the uh, season started tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening in the desert out there in Arizona. We look forward to talking with Logan as he and Charlie are going to have some great college baseball content for you this fall folks and stepping up our our game there as far as ut baseball coverage here at fan run looking forward to that but the story of the day tennessee basketball back from the brink left for dead by many out there and uh, things were not looking good man things were not looking good for this basketball team coming out of the weekend but rick barnes don't count him out circles up the wagons goes out there and gets a huge win last night at the arena. Well, I thought it was – I don't know if it was last night or, or in leading up. His comments about the Missouri game, and I know that we had some people on VR after Missouri that at least one that said it looked like the team had checked out and their body language was all bad and they had been – I can't remember who it I didn't get that. I mean, you, you lose on a last-second play at Vandy and then you fight back in Missouri. Like, that's a – yeah, but Barnes was, Barnes was like, I fully expected after hearing that, I was like, are we going to come out with their, you know, their hair on fire, ready to play? Because, I mean, they didn't they didn't give up at all. They battled back against Missouri and played an incredible second half. And just, like, did you watch Nate Oates last night? Did yeah. you go back and watch his 
post game stuff. Yeah. About Tennessee being the unluckiest team. Yeah, he's ever unlu- seen. yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that uh, part of that is just being nice, but yeah. there's a grain of truth into it. I mean, you know, forty footer on us at the buzzer. Yeah. For Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt game was I feel like more Tennessee's fault. I feel See, like does Oates annoy you at all? Sure. His blue blazer over there on the sideline. Well, what's up with the blue blazer? It's an odd choice, man. I mean, the the blazers are kind of his thing, and I feel like it's kind of an uh, an uh, a what am I trying to say? A ode, homage, a, an homage? No, a nod. Hmm. I was looking for nod, looking hmm. for nod. It is a, or it, it's an kind homage. of a nod. It, it was like a nod to Wimp Sanderson. He used to always wear the the plaid jackets. Yeah, I, I guess he's got a he's got his blue jacket. And he's he's got those. He can't wear just a, a solid set of wingtips. He he's got to wear those. They're half tennis shoe. They're they're like that yeah, hybrid. Wears that. I, I I I gotta say I would do that, man. Uh, dress shoes I can't do. Can't do it, man. I I feel him on that one. I, well, I'll tell you why. Watch I'd, their game during VR. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you who will. It's a old boy down at A and M. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I look, I, I get it. It's a fashion faux pas. Like uh, there are people out there who say, "Oh, you should never the who really hate on the dress tennis shoes." But if you can wear I don't these politicians and people who like business people from the 1950s, the Mad Men folks who were just wore dress shoes every day all day long. I don't know how you do it. Like, it's insane to me. When was the last time you wore dress shoes? I don't think – do you know what I'm talking about right now? When was the last time you wore a pair of dress shoes? Do I know what you're talking about? Yeah. You really just said that? Yes. The last time I wore dress shoes? <laughs> Maybe, people, people who do it out there, I don't know how you do it, man, because, like, I don't do I it. I can't remember the last time I wore a suit anymore. Like, it, like when I went to Chance's wedding, like, I, I've got a – I mean, they're nice, but they're – Oh my God, Bear! What did you wear to Chance's wedding? You've seen me. I've, I've worn them to remotes before. I've got a really nice. You wore pair a polo of, uh, shirt to a to no, his wedding. Dumbass! We're talking about our shoes. What did I wore you wear? A starch. I, I wore a. You wore a button down. You wear a tie. No. You wear a suit. No. To a wedding. No. To your best friend's wedding. One of your best friends. You you, you rolled in there. You you wore the polo, didn't you? Like short sleeve? Yeah. No, no, yeah, I'm you, you did, did it, you? No, I could. I, I got pictures. Me and Jeans? The no, God, no. I wore starched uh, Ralph Lauren chinos, chinos and a long sleeve. Oh, Ralph Lauren chinos. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, I was, he, I was he, in polo. None but of these, I, none of this Target stuff. I've, I've got a pair of uh, uh, really nice, like shoes but they're not they're not wingtips how in the hell did we get here i, I don't know do you think nate oats yeah yeah i i feel i feel you on the uh the i'll, I'll, shoes I'll wear him next he's a, week he's a I'll, sharp dress, dresser. I'll dress I, a little bit nicer next week one day i'll no you won't I, i'll give him yeah, this well. for oh it's he's a sharp dressed man and every girl is crazy about a sharp dressed man hmm. billy f gibbons taught us that on the eliminator album Ladies and gentlemen, which was not my favorite when ZZ Top went all synthesizer back in the day. You think uh, if I invited Baird to, like, if I got married and invited Baird, do you think he would dress up for my wedding? Do you think he'd show up to my wedding? I probably should. Yeah, yeah. I'm showing up, man. Okay. 
Well, that's good. But I, I don't. I don't. Was Chance's wedding fancy? I, I feel like he had a fancy wedding. I feel. Yeah, like. it was outside. The one bad thing Lots is, of flowers. It was, it was. It rained, mm. and they had to. They had to move it back up, back a little bit. It was in the middle of the Georgia-Tennessee football game, which, in hindsight, might have been a little bit of a blessing. It was not a fun game to watch. Well, no, I didn't have to. But watch the build-up leading but up, I to knew it that is... I had to do VR, and my phone was blowing up in my pocket. From like three different text groups, you were damn near despondent somewhere mid third quarter of that game. He's trying to talk you down off the ledge. It was a bad. That was a bad scene. But bodies everywhere. But I was glad to be uh, a a part of Chance's day too. So I saw one of the weirdest things ever at his uh, when that during that period where they had um, they had to move it back until it stopped raining. So, there's this dude, and they've got us all back to where the reception was going to be. There's like there's a table that's like twice the size of that table you guys are sitting at right now, and it's it's it, it's massive, massive table, and it's completely done up with like five star charcuterie. Like that was like the appetizer for the wedding party. I mean, Chance put on a hell of a wedding, and this guy's. Peeled back I just want to. I just want to note that I did try to move the conversation back to basketball like two minutes ago, but uh, Bear's determined to talk about this wedding, so here we are. Carry well, on. No, it's just uh, it's one of the oddest things I've never gotten to tell you guys. Yeah, this guy's just charcuterie got, like, the, in the rain. This guy's got like the plastic peeled back, and he's just going to town, just slicing everything up. Yeah, hmm. I mean that's that's kind of my my move at a wedding is like I, I pick out the the food I want to eat the most. If if there's a table or a wedding, usually they. Sometimes they serve you a full meal, but like if there's if you're at a party where there's a table, you can pick out the best food on it, just kill it. One of the they, best, really. I'm a big chocolate chip cookie guy. You're chocolate chip cookies. I I can eat like a dozen of those. Mm. I love the the sandwiches, the little triangle sandwiches at parties <laughs> are great. Oh man, delicious. You're probably a double dipper. I eat a bunch of those. Did you double dip that chip? No, I don't double dip. You know I don't double dip? Not because it's rude, even though it is. Hmm. I don't double dip because I know that people out there are double dipping. I generally stay away from the dip at a party. It has to be a pretty good dip. Either that or you got to get in, get on it first, like when it first gets set yeah. down. Yeah, you really chow down. But, the, I do. but then I, I don't double dip. Yeah. No, that's disgusting. You think Bear double dips? No, I don't see him as a uh, yeah. Dipper. I don't. I don't see it either. Uh, that's the one credit. It's very tempting for me to point the finger of double dipping at him right now, but I, I'm I'm going to believe him there. I could tell you who I think is a double dipper here at the station. Oh boy, I got three suspects. Oh boy, Hickman. Hickman is definitely a double yeah. dipper. All the way yeah. He'll look at you and do it. I don't think Jake does. Uh, Hickman so? for sure. Nah, Jake was in the military. Like uh, you, you can't. Yeah, I just chalked that up to Hickman, Hickman's he's a, lived with a bunch of Here's what a meathead Hickman is. He double dips. He doesn't even know that's wrong. He, he's like, what are you talking about? Like, I dip as much as I want to dip. Like, he, you you would have to explain it to him. Why, yeah, but I didn't it, have my mouth it, on that part but of it. He'll sit, he'll sit there. Exactly. He'll sit there eating Dumb the chips ass. right over the dip, just like chip dust falling out of his mouth, just right into, onto the other food that other people are supposed to be eating. He's what a, a moron. My, I'm sorry, Hickman. That my, was harsh. My third suspect. Woo. And my third suspect, uh, Cody McClure. No. 
No? No, I don't think so. I don't think mm. so. I don't think so. I'm just Co- generalizing. Cody's surprised. Low, Cody's surprised low key a lot of pe- Yeah. I haven't eaten with any Borderline, of them. Borderline so. uh, compulsive about it. It's good. It's my kind of guy. Well, I haven't answered. Cody just texted me, actually. Just told me that he eats the whole thing on the first dip. So he goes, one dip, that's it. Let's get Phil in here. Phil, you're not a double dipper, are you? Double dipper what? Like potato I chips. Triple dip some, I, I triple dip sometimes on on this. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Well, we know we know you're a double dipper on the on the phone calls, but like you're at a party, bowl of dip. Hey, now me and Phil, this is a good. We were I can't remember what it was some big UT game or something. We were all over it, eating, having a big cookout. And uh, somebody's son came through that we've known since he was a little kid and took a bite. Somebody had brought like a dozen of like all different Krispy Kreme donuts for dessert and took a bite out of each donut. What? And put them back in the bus, swear to no. God. Yeah. No. Oh, like yeah, a little kid? That. Yeah. No, not like a little kid. We've known him since he was a little kid. A grown and, man? Yeah, yeah. What? He's yeah. in his early 30s. But, mm. I mean, he took so much abuse from, from all hey, the... That, that's grounds for an ass whooping right there. I mean, those Take were... a bite and then set it back? Oh, yeah. The whole box. No. And the best part is we got this buddy of ours. That he's retired now, but he's a cop. And it didn't stop him. Grounds for execution. Mm. He, yeah. went, he ate like six of them. Pretty cool, isn't it? Well, Rick Barnes got done last night. He outcoached Oates. Oates admitted he got outcoached. How about that? You see that? I mean, that that's like a lot of the, the haters out there. That's their guy, right, is is Nate Oates, the god of analytics. He's just over there crunching the numbers all the time. And Rick Barnes took him across his knee and spanked him last night. And we won it despite uh, – uh, our terrible shooting, and we still won. That's a amazing feat. Our defense was that good. Mayshack was just, and it's it's insane. But the more you look at it, I mean, he had the best plus minus out of both teams for the game. He didn't score a point, Phil. But the, well, I thought the difference in the game was a do last night. He uh, neutralized Alabama inside, and he was out there uh, guarding guards out there. And I mean, he didn't play the game like that since he's been at Tennessee. He's never looked. In in fact, like I'd noticed lately, he had he looked uncomfortable and you know getting out there and doing it. But he looked a lot more athletic last night. But Mayshack keeping uh Miller in check that stat Russell read earlier he didn't score a he didn't make a field goal when Jemai was in the game he had four free throws I think he scored four points on Mayshack and then they had 14 when he was out of uh Mayshack was out of the game yeah that's what it is but it, like and the I mean, four wasn't really on Mayshack the, there were the, free throws but Mayshack fouled him at least yeah. once that I remember and I mean yeah, like, like okay <laughs> nobody's gonna hold that dude completely silent but he came closer than most well, yeah, I mean, he knows what he is. He's a defender. I mean, he, he's a stop. you got to have a lockdown defender, and uh, I'm glad we got one. Too bad he can't shoot, but uh, it is what it is. Poor old Key, I mean, he has one good game, and he's going to go one for nine every game. I don't know, man. I don't know. I was talking to somebody earlier. It's it, We've had this conversation before about – you know, Adu has had a good game, but he's had a couple stinkers before that. Key had a bad game, but he's had a couple good ones before that. Consistency, consistency, consistency. 
you got to get it from your starters. We would love to have Adu and yeah. Key emerge, but if we can get what we got last night from Vescovy and Ziegler every night, that will go a long, long way. And I'll throw Cam on there as well. You got to get it from your main guys, Phil. We handled the ball better last night oh. uh, without Triple J and uh, Junior Phillips even playing. It's uh, really amazing. Well, Barnes is going to have a conundrum when those guys get healthy because neither of them out for the season. Phillips might be back this weekend. They both might be back this weekend. Triple J looked fine walking around on the floor last night. Um, you know, he, he's going to have to figure out how to allot those minutes because we really only played eight last night, and I guess you could play ten. But from my vantage point, and I hate being like this. I, I really do, man, because Triple J is such a great ambassador and leader for the program and all that stuff. But we watch the games, guys. We play better without those two. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, but they, they can take Key out and put the, one of them in there. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to do, right? Because you'd be looking at Key on the bench saying, would this have been one of the nights that he would have gone for 20? And well, I mean, Triple J is, has two or three. He's had two or three nights. He's helped win games this year, even though he, he's been uh, a no-show in a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the conundrum, though. I mean, like, what what is the answer? Who do you get those minutes to? I don't know, and I don't think Barnes does either. And if a Ziggler plays like that, uh, we're definitely harder to beat because uh, – when Ziggler plays bad, they always get beat. That's just the way it is. Mm. That's just kind of how it is in basketball. If your point guard has a bad Yeah, a it's like if your quarterback has a bad game yeah. in football, it's going to be hard. be hard-pressed to win one. And Kentucky's going to be a, a hard game to win. Uh, it'll, be, it'll probably be an ugly-looking game because uh, they're sort of like us in a lot of respects. Uh, they struggle to score and uh, – but they're they're physical. It's going to be another football game. Of course, they'll probably they'll probably call all fouls on us up there, and then we'll call nothing on them. No, I'm sure Tashibwe uh, will get his his customary. You Lexington. know what it is going in there. It's been that way for 40 years, Phil. You're playing eight on five when you go in there. You know it, and you just have to be prepared for it, man. You can't whine about it. Like you have to go in there and and fi- find a way to get it done anyway. Barnes has done that couple times pearl did it once back in the day like it can be done and and this is not a great kentucky team and tennessee's a better team and you just gotta you gotta tough toughen up and go in there and get it done uh one more thing i get off here uh texas a&m uh uh is one game behind alabama but you, uh you look at texas a&m schedule they probably got the easiest sec schedule of any of the contenders look at all these other contenders are playing each other twice Who's A and M play twice? Uh, Ole Miss. I mean, it's a uh, there's a reason why they're they're uh, got a real good record. They have the weakest uh, SEC schedule. Really? Yeah. Look at it. Well, maybe they thank you, Phil. Maybe they're doing something right over there. Let's see. Uh, wins over Florida, LSU, Mizzou, South Carolina, Florida again. Loss at Kentucky. Win at at uh, Auburn. Beat Vandy, lost to Arkansas on the road. Beat Georgia, beat Auburn again. Win at LSU, beat Arkansas last night. Might be something to that. 
Yeah, the Auburn wins are probably their more most impressive ones. They do play Alabama at home as the the last game of the season. That I mean, <laughs> if if they hold serve, that if both teams hold serve, that'd be a regular season championship game right there. Winner well, winner takes the regular season title. Uh, I think Alabama could. That's the thing that nobody we didn't talk about it last night in the post game. We didn't talk. We haven't talked about it yet today. Alabama plays defense at almost at you know. Almost at Tennessee's level, yeah. I'd I'd rather see. I mean, if 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 that ends up being the de facto SEC championship game, that'll mean that A and M beat us. Yeah. So hopefully that doesn't happen, but we'll see. Down the stretch they come. Five games I can't left. Believe we're almost done with the SEC season, and we're almost starting. With college baseball season tomorrow in the desert, Tony Vitello and the boys. It just keeps going faster and faster, Russell. Logan Quentin is here to talk about it with us. Stay tuned. The drive continues on Fan Run Radio. Welcome back. The Drive continues. Fan Run Radio. Russell Baird, Marcus, cruising with you. Thursday afternoon edition of the show. Welcome Logan Quentin to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. His appearance today brought to you by our friends at Crumble Cookies. And uh, Logan has, has brought it to the table once again. What's up, man? Good to see you. Ooh, trying to... Get this cookie down. Unbelievable, dude. I, I had uh, – so, first of all, Crumble Cookies, two locations now. Clinton Highway over near the Target, over there, Clinton Highway and Callahan Drive, kind of. And the new one in Turkey Creek is outstanding as well. Um, these are amazing, delicious treats out there. If you got kids – or if, uh, I mean, this would have been great for Valentine's Day, fellers. Just keep that in mind. Uh, trying to impress a, a young lady or uh, you're a lady trying to impress your your mans. Crumble cookies. It's the way to go right there, man. 100% shot. You don't give it up. Gourmet cookies. I, I, I've heard from so many listeners who've gone by and tried that, and they're all like, uh, look, everybody's got their favorites. Maybe some they like. Maybe some they don't. They're not as big on. But... Um, Everybody says, at the end of the day, it's freaking delicious. Absolutely. And a, a great Valentine's Day theme this week. We've got uh, a cheesecake cookie. It's New York cheesecake. Uh, Chocolate-covered strawberry. That you, was you, amazing. You had that one, Russ. Um, chocolate caramel, you had that one as had well. That, they were both good. Um, Valentine's Day M&M cookie. Ooh. That's the one I chose. Um They've got a Valentine's confetti sugar cookie. And then, of course, the always solid, always reliable chocolate chip. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Bear, what did you have? Have you had any yet? You're not going to take a small bite. Hmm. He's still analyzing. (laughs) He's like Nate Oates pouring over the numbers. No. I'm just – I don't – I'm not a big – parts of four different cookies i I just give me a cookie 
There's four of us in the room. And, I, and I Marcus, like Marcus is kind of pouting today. He's he doesn't he's, get he any cookies. He, he gets cookies. I told him to grab one, but he's he's doing the like. What are you pouting oh, about? He's like, I don't really want one. He's like, I'll, I'll get one later. That kind of thing. Go ahead, Pre- pretending like he doesn't really want one. Kind of my crew's kind of moody today, Logan. It's it's good thing you're in here. I'm not I, I moody need... at all. I'm just gonna do my. I'll just wait. You'll fill your gullet full of the, and I'll, I'll go to old tried and true chocolate chip, buddy. Here, let's. You want me to go ahead and assist? No, huh? Okay. Uh-uh. Okay. He doesn't want you to touch. Oh it. yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Very anal about yeah. it. The the fact that the box is open in the room and it's like we're breathing on it. It's just driving him insane right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, wasn't gonna say anything, but if you get a chance, you'd close the lid down on that he, thing, Logan. He is. <laughs> and I'm don't, like, don't close the close the lid. Finally, Logan, the uh, seven forty eight podcast first first episode of the season dropped this week. Yourself, Charlie Collier. Everybody is fired up. It's the most anticipated Tennessee baseball season since last Tennessee baseball season when Tennessee was coming off a trip to Omaha and had uh, probably the best team in the country. We all know what happened. We don't have to go through the, the gory details, but you know Tony V. Tony V and the boys have been chomping at the bit. Chomping at the bit to get back out there. And finally, we pop the top on this thing tomorrow. Number two team in the country. I don't think, you know, it's a coin toss, LSU. I, I think that people just like – I think people looked at the narrative last year of, well, Tennessee choked or folded, whatever you want to say, and and LSU got all these transfers. And yeah. I, I think it's just – I think it's just pure narrative, man. I, I think on the field, Tennessee has the better team. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so it, when you talk about projecting this team into Omaha – if the pitching staff stays healthy, I mean, it, go ahead and purchase your plane tickets. You know, go ahead and book that trip. Uh, it's going to take this lineup quite some time to form. And uh, I think Tony V expects that based on what he's he's told you the past couple of times he's ha- uh, you've had him on. But no doubt about it, this pitching, this pitching staff just runs so deep and it's so talented it's almost like there's too many pitchers and not enough innings to go around. Um, but I do agree that at the end of the day, come season's end, uh, look, the guys, the transfers, Griffin Merritt, Zane Denton, Mal Yahuna, those guys are going to be vital. And I don't think it's a scenario where if you're a fan out there looking at these transfers and you're saying, well, if, if two out of the three hit, we'll be okay. No, you need all three to come in and perform, and I think they will. Um, but it's vital that some of these freshmen, uh, no question about it, some of these freshmen are going to have to step up. Or maybe it's a guy like a Logan Chambers or an Ethan Payne that's been in the program but very little playing time. Uh, that's some, the fun part about it, man, is yeah. I, I feel like there's a couple of new faces that we're – we're going to get to know. It's like new friends, man. Like nobody knew who Jordan Beck was or uh, uh, Drew Trey Gilbert Lipskin. was. Like they, this two time years ago. last year, Trey Lipscomb. Yeah. No Unknown one, commodity. not even myself. I, I knew the guy could pick it at third. I knew he had a pretty good bat. But there's no way in the world that I would have predicted him to be SEC Player of the Year, which he should have been, and he was yeah. in the running. But um, yeah, yeah, it's that, just the, it's wild how the, that works. The center fielder for LSU. Dylan that? Cruz. Dylan Cruz. Is he, yep. Yeah. It's an outrage. Still mad about it. Um, 
So the game, the season starts tomorrow, 8 p.m. first pitch. You can watch these yep. games on MLB Network. Uh, this is is, is pretty pretty fun how people are fired up for Tennessee baseball again this year do you have any idea we know that it's going to be Dolander Burns and Meme like yeah. every every weekend that's what it's going to be they might change the order at some point god forbid there's an entry but like on that that's what we all expect it to be any idea what the batting order is going to be like we know who we know that it's going to be Denton at third and Maui at short and more at at, at second Burke at first and then we kind of know who the four or five outfielders are going to be, but there's still some some wiggle room in there. Seems pretty safe to seem uh, to assume that um, Dickey is going to be one of those guys, um, and, and then Griffin Meriden left when he comes back from this two game suspension, which is funny. Any idea what the batting order is going to be? Because Tony, like once he settles on that, he doesn't change much. Right, and that's what the interesting thing is about going in this year. You think about two years ago, the Omaha run. You could pretty much predict what that lineup was going to be. I, of course, you had your Sunday lineups and your midweek lineups, but your primary lineup, I would compare it to, a, in basketball terms, a seven, eight-man rotation. It was a very short rotation. You had a guy like Pete Durkay that would come off the bench. Uh, you know what to expect with him. Uh, last year, it formed very quickly once Seth Stevenson formed that leadoff hitter role. Uh, you pretty much knew what to expect. This year, there's going to be a lot of variety. Lots and lots of variety. But for fun, I tried to come up with my own projected lineup uh, for, like, opening day. Okay. Uh, I've got Christian Moore leading things off. He had 27 walks and 118 at-bats last year. Just for comparison, a guy like Maui Ahuna, who was an everyday player for Kansas, he had over 200 at-bats, drew 28 walks. So Simo has the propensity to get on base. He has power. He's explosive. He can steal some bases. Did Dickey lead off a lot last year? I'm a proponent of having your best pure hitter in the two hole, assuming you've got yeah. a leadoff guy. Okay. That's that's what I'm about. So I've got Simo, Dickey. I've got Zane Denton, the switch hitter, uh, the transfer from Alabama, hitting third. Okay. I like this top of the order because it gets you – it gets you speed and power at the leadoff, your best hitter at, in the two-hole, uh, who's a lefty, and then you have a switchy in Denton right there, all in the, the top of the order. Then I would go Blake Burke, yeah. Maui Ahuna, normally Griffin Merritt. Uh, Griffin has to sit two games uh, from an ejection that carries over. So tomorrow Griffin won't open things up or Saturday. Uh, he'll be back in the lineup Sunday, but I would have him behind Ahuna, um, and then I would go, um, you know, Christian Scott, Charlie Taylor at the back of the lineup. Um, I saw that Kyle they Booker. had, yeah, Kyle Booker in there. Um, whoever seven, whoever eight, ends up in right field. Seven, eight, nine, you know. And so I changed some things um, because Griffin's out. So the way I've got it projected for tomorrow is Kyle Booker in right field behind Maui Ahuna. The freshman Dylan Drayling in left field, starting that. That Very was good things about him. That was my bold prediction it's of a good of opportunity. The bunch. Good opportunity with Merritt out. If we're Tony, assuming he's going to be left field, like that is a huge opportunity. Tony for somebody told to make a you the time is now for these two freshmen. Yeah, right. Dylan Drayling, Reese Chapman. They're both lefties. Uh, number one out of Colorado. Drayling is number two out of Kansas. They're big time freshmen. 
And so with the situation with Merritt, I lean towards Tony making a play like that. Um, but we'll see. Uh, they did come out. Did you see the projected starters um, thing that they mm-hmm. they revealed with their pre I just saw an announcement stuff. about the, the pitchers, which is exactly what so we all assumed. They came out with this the projected starters, and they put their names and faces in the field. I don't know if they're saying this is what who's going to start. Okay. Or this is like a projected, a general projection. Uh, it did not have merit in it, so it leads you to believe that that's probably he's what, suspended. Yeah, so it leads you to believe it's an opening day. It, it, it wasn't a lineup; it was just uh, names and faces in the field. But the interesting thing, Dickey was in center. Yeah, that um, he's been saying uh, they've been saying I, that that he's going to play center field. I, I know. <laughs> Is he fast I, enough? I expected some surprises, you know, but I did not expect that. I mean, he's an. Is out- it a bigger surprise than it would have been him catching? He was That's so banged good, up last year at that right. foot injury, I did not, we just never really got to see what I he's capable of. I did not expect him to catch, um, be in the mix at all since the end of last year. He, that's Botello's guy. But uh, Christian Scott is the best glove out there in terms of right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he can cover a lot of ground. I, I, that's that's really surprising to me. Maybe for the outfield, they just said, hey, like put three guys out there. We don't quite know where we're going to position them yet, are officially. Qu- are you questioning Tony but, Botello's judgment? Right I don't now, think, to, I don't, I don't think what Botello made the chart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think, I think uh, uh, Dickey's going to play center. Okay, I do. Okay, that's interesting. That's uh, a very interesting. Move. I, I can't remember. I can't remember if uh, Vitello said that here or if I read it or heard it him say so it that's somewhere else. That's the first else, time but... I've ever. That's why oh, I'm yeah. so surprised. That's a thing. Okay, that's a thing. Okay. I, I, I was surprised too because he just doesn't fit the profile of, you know, a guy who covers a ton of ground. Left fielder, sure. Like you know, he did that. He's got experience there. Yeah. But yeah. Well, uh, and you don't think, and I, I think the flirtation with catcher kind of added to that a little bit because. You just think catcher equals slow, right? And and then to well, a guy like that won't won't go to center field. I think. I mean, I, I think he'll do well there, man. It's it's going to be interesting. Uh, speaking of catcher, that that is one like, you know, Charlie Taylor became like a mini folk hero, cult hero, uh, towards the end of last season. I understand he's he's great behind the plate with the glove, but uh, man. The bat was was not much to write yeah. home about, and uh, you know that that seems like it could be. I want to rip on the kid, but it seems like that could be a whole major hole in the lineup. Yeah, and I expect him to start things off tomorrow night, uh, receiving Chase Dolander. Um, but certainly, is he going to be like Dolander's personal catcher? He's going to be like I don't his, know about his Damon Barry Hill. I don't know about that. Ron Miller's been in the program too, so I don't know how much of a rapport okay. they have. So, we're going to see – the one thing I can tell you, and I can assure you, we're going to see all three catchers this weekend. I don't know if all three will start, but we're going to see all three. Mm. Uh, Cal Stark and then, like I said, Ron Miller. Cal Stark is probably – you'd probably have to say he's probably the better bat, uh, definitely the most power of the bunch. Um, Ron Miller's probably an all-around catcher type, you know. So, uh, like I said, been in the program – for a couple of years now. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. But, yeah, you mentioned catchers being slow. Charlie Taylor, man, he can scoot. So, like, it, it, 
if the catching he's, only, he's a college catcher. He hasn't been playing yeah. in the big pro ball yeah. and squatting for twenty years. So <laughs> if uh, the good thing about that is if things don't work out for him as primary catcher, uh, when you look, he may get some pinch run opportunities. Really? Or yeah. Don't don't. Okay. Yeah. Don't forget about that. Who was the go to pinch run guy? Was it Christian, Christian Scott? Scott. Was, was, yeah. Christian Scott has pay, played a vital role in a stacked lineup, crowded outfield, even going back two years ago. They would put him in pinch hit and pinch run situations. He's faster than and, Grant. In, in crunch time. And so they they think very highly of him. I think the guy just needs at bats. I really do. He he had 70 at bats last year. I, yeah, I thought so too, man. I, he performed well. And it felt like there was an opportunity at, at some point. Or it felt like he played his playing time dwindled as the season went on. I kind of hated it for him, man, because he, he seemed like a, a guy who he, stuck around, paid his dues. And, like, he could have gone on. Like, he, he chose to come back for the COVID year. This is his fifth year, right? Right. right. And he's a guy that, uh, man, some of the toughest at-bats you'll ever see. He works pitchers, man. And 70 at-bats is not a long sample for a, a D1 guy. And – uh, I really he had a 38 percent on base percentage and a 200 average, so that tells you right there that he caught the low end or the worst part of the the variance. There he was he can get on base uh, he can get on base 40 percent of the time. I think he can be a 250 hitter with 150 plus at bats. Logan Quentin hanging out with us here in studio this afternoon his appearance brought to you by the fine folks at crumble cookies shout out to grant and the gang getting it done providing cookies for the masses here in east tennessee delicious cookies for the masses i might add we'll talk more about those when we continue more tennessee baseball if you want to jump in 865-546-8200 your number to get on the big orange phillies phone lines quick time out we're back with more right after this A man who knows his limits. And I've reached mine. You done? Yeah. Good. Three quarters of a cookie. I might be pushing it too. Like stomach is. I'm getting the message. I'm getting the message. It's like, hey, you've got a sheen. We don't have anywhere to put this. I noticed like, that. Like you've got like a, a sheen on your forehead right it's like now. Like we can, we can uh, a sheen on yeah. my forehead. It's we, like you've broken out in a sweat. I'm good. I'm good. Survived the crystal experience too last night. I don't know if any, if anybody listened to Volunteer Action. I did the uh, live drive-through experience and go through Crystal after after the win, and it's only like what what it was like nine forty-five. Yeah, at, at Crystal on on Kings to Pike out west, and they were getting ready to close. Yeah, in front and, of the year. Yeah, they tell me first of all no no turnovers, and I'm like what? And they say, well, we're getting set to close. You're our last customer. So this was. This went from like a really, I'm, I'm looking forward to just wrecking nice these crystals treat. to like, oh my God, what have I got myself into? You're going to get the scraps. I'm going to get those crystals that have been sitting <laughs> out for a while, man. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know about this. I don't know. Wait, what are you doing closing crystal at 940? You can close that thing down at like 2.30 a.m., right? Nobody wants to work. I know, man. Nobody wants, you know. She was really nice, though. I, I, it, The signal cut out. I'm sorry you guys couldn't hear it, but uh, I swayed her with the old Russell Smith charm. and uh, She and dropped she, a pie. She made the, the turnover just for me. Made it special for me. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, 
It's just much better, much better. I see all these videos that go viral all the time about people acting acting up at fast food joint. I, I don't know why they do that. Kill them with kindness is what I say. That's what you say. Yeah, because you got. I mean, they're, number one, they're cooking your food. I've always found just a personal good rule of thumb <laughs> is, is be nice to people that are making food that you're going to eat. Have you and seen- if and if you're nice to them, you get stuff like that. Like you turn on the charm, you get you. And I, there's nothing better than one when it's f- taken fresh from yeah, the freezer. You, you, you into could the fryer. you could take that philosophy and expand it outward from there to not only include. People who prepare your food to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) The law of attraction kind of works for me. Nah. No? I'm fine. Okay. People that you like take care of your food, I think, need a little extra care, though. Take care of your food, take care of your money, take care of your house, Mm -hmm. take care of your car. That's a big one. I'm aware of that one. Yeah, people have to learn that that lesson the hard way sometimes. Logan Quentin is with us here this afternoon. Folks at Crumble Cookies will take care of you, folks. I mean, this uh, outstanding business, outstanding staff. We can talk about people not wanting to work. They've always got they've kind of yep. got that Chick Fil A thing going on there. Yeah. Very happy culture. Yeah. Good good vibes when you go in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that thing's like a car wash, man. Even if there's a line. Moves quickly. I mean, if you place the order there, you step to the side at the pickup spot, and it's there within just a couple of minutes, fresh, ready to go. Speaking of, Grant was at the game last night. Yeah. Sent me a great video. Awesome. Did you stay for uh, all the oh, yeah. chants and the singing oh, and yeah. all that? Yeah. yeah. The um, the crowd was great last night at, at Thompson Bowling. We had the uh, Dixieland Delight. Yes. Came back on, which – song's actually growing on me never liked it and now it's kind of like i found myself even today just around the house a little yeah, it's ours um all right logan we got a few more minutes with you here tennessee baseball tomorrow against arizona 8 p.m first pitch what do we like is arizona any good i don't even know yeah so they're um they were picked by the coaches in their conference to finish fourth in the pac-12 so okay. um the thing is with the Pac-12, we're not playing Stony Brook right out of the gate. Here. Exactly. Outside of Oregon State and Stanford, there, there's a precipitous drop off. Like you've got UCLA, Arizona, Oregon, kind of all in the same mix. Oregon State and Stanford kind of on their own at the top. Uh, it's West Coast ball, so it's a little bit different. Uh, Teams score a lot of runs, and you're going to see a lot of pitchers with ERAs. North of four, north of five. This guy tomorrow night, TJ Nichols, um, you know, folks that just look at the ERA and things are going to be like, what in the world is this? He got preseason accolades? Uh, So it's a different style of ball. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how Nichols will do against this brand-new lineup. Um, The guy can throw strikes. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's a matter of how quick this lineup you know does it take another turn in the lineup to kind of figure him out and get to him a little bit um but Arizona is a veteran bunch man they're a veteran bunch this year um a couple of key players to look out for that are going to be fun to watch Chase Davis uh he's a monster player he's a top 50 type of player in the draft this this year's draft 
Um, he was highly, highly rated, uh, one of the top players in the nation uh, a couple years ago. He set his freshman year, and uh, and then he had a monster year uh, last year. So uh, he, he and Kiko Romero are two lefties I'm looking forward to going against Chase Dolander tomorrow night. All right, there you have it. A full and complete scouting report from Logan Quentin. Be sure to check out the podcast, the 742 podcast with Logan, <laughs> Ed, Charlie. I'm just kidding, Logan. It's the 920 nine, miles to 920, Omaha. 920 miles. The journey begins tomorrow for Tony Vitello and his band of merry men. Logan, good to see you, man. Thanks. Thank you. Check out LDQ Sports at LDQ Sports on Twitter to follow Logan in the 920 podcast. We appreciate Crumble Cookies for sponsoring his appearance on the show today. Quick timeout, hour number three of The Drive, coming up.